Hello everyone, I'm Elias Ganage and you are listening to Geeks and Games. Today I'm going to be looking at my top 5 fun games that both gamers and non-gamers can enjoy. So first, these are not in, in any particular order, these are just five of my favorite games to, to show to non-gamers that gamers also enjoy playing. So here we go. So the first game on our list today is Small World. Small World is a fantastic game designed by Philippe Kiertes and for two to five players. And it runs about 40 to 80 minutes long according to BoardGameGeek.com and it was published by Days of Wonder. And this is a fantasy game fantasy area control game that has an interesting mechanic in its variable player powers. There's a set of different fantasy races such as orcs and humans and halflings and wizards and also special powers such as plundering, bivouacking, wealthy, and peaceful. Mm -hmm. Then there's interesting combinations between the two and these combinations make for some very humorous combinations such as plundering halflings or wealthy orcs and such. But each player around the table takes one of these combinations and plays it on a map that is designed to force player conflict in that, in that you can't just create your own dominion and be happy with that. You have to attack others and conquer other people's territories. So this is a great game for both non-gamers and gamers because it's easy to learn, but at the same time, it, the artwork makes it vivid, so vivid in just the gorgeous board and the pieces, and it also has enough depth that gamers can still enjoy it. So that's my first game, Small World. Next up, number two. Next up, a game called Splendor, designed by Marc-André and published by Asmodee Games. It's a game for two to four players that runs about 30 minutes long. This game is great because it's also easy to learn, even easier than Small World, but I've seen a lot of gamers playing this game. It's, according to the description on Splendor, it's a game of chip collecting and card development. Players are merchants of the Renaissance trying to buy gem mines, means of transportation, shops, and shops, all in order to acquire the most prestige points. And on your turn, you either collect gems or buy and build a card or reserve a card. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect certain types of gems and using those gems to buy cards, which will let you complete objectives. And so this is a really streamlined, very clean feeling, economic card drafting set collection game. It's, it's fantastic and I have thoroughly enjoyed playing this game. So that's my next game, second one, Splendor. Next up is a game called Coup, which is probably my most played game in my collection. 
and it's designed by Ricky Tata and published by Indie Boards and Cards. It's a game for two to six players, though with more cards you can play up to eight. And it's, the playing time is only 15 minutes. This is an amazing bluffing game, simple bluffing game, in which you have two cards in front of yourself face down. Everybody has two cards face down in front of yourself. And the goal is to be the last person alive. And so you use different actions, such as the Duke and the Contessa, to do different things. Um, the catch is, is that if you don't have that card in front of you, say, you say, oh, I have the Duke, and the Duke lets you take three coins from the bank. If you don't have the Duke, you, well, maybe you say, I have the Duke, so I'm taking three coins. The per someone can say, hmm, I don't think you have the Duke. And if they challenge you on that, then you have to either prove you have the Duke or lose one of your two cards. And so it creates this very interesting dynamic where you could completely bluff the entire game, doing all sorts of actions that aren't actually the cards in front of you. But if no one catches you, it works perfectly fine. So there's a lot of bluffing and a lot of counter bluffing and a lot of challenging and looking at the player next to you and saying, hmm, are they lying or are they telling the truth? Are they wanting me to just falsely accuse them? Because if you falsely accuse someone, you lose a life instead of them. So it's a very simple, straightforward game that is absolutely a blast to play. And it's like only 10 bucks. So you should definitely check it out. Coup, also known as the Resistance Coup. Next, we have a game called Galaxy Trucker, designed by Vlad Chvati and published by Czech Games Edition. It runs 60 minutes and is for two to four players, and it's a spaceship building real-time game in which there's a bunch of tiles in the center of the table, and each person has their, like, outline of their spaceship and they have to reach out the timer starts and you have to reach out and grab all sorts of pieces and put them on your spaceship trying to create a spaceship and there's engines and blasters and shields and all these all these cool looking pieces and what happens is 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 when you finish you have everyone has to fly their spaceship through a deck of cards that are all the dangers and the dangers and the hazards that they have to deal with. Things like asteroids and pirates and slavers and all of these different bad guys that are trying to stop you from reaching your destination. This game is a blast for because it's just so funny. The artwork is hilarious and it's very lighthearted and a lot of times your your spaceship will just blow up to smithereens because the meteorite hit right at that one weak spot on your ship and your ship completely split in half. But as long as someone has a, a lighthearted time with it, they'll really enjoy it. It's, it's simple because all it is is really just putting pieces down and understanding which ones connect to each. So it's easy to learn, but as a gamer, it's still a blast to play. So that's my next game, Galaxy Trucker. Yeah. <laughs>
Lastly, we have a game called King of Tokyo, designed by Richard Garfield and published by Yellow Games for two to six players that lasts about 30 minutes long. And this is basically a, a dice rolling King of the Hill game in which each person plays a kaiju monster. For example, like a cyborg gorilla reminiscent of King Kong or Godzilla or a giant penguin or alien or whatever. And you have these really fun giant dice that you're rolling that can let you attack other people or collect points. And so it has a lot of these these rules that are that are kind of like Yahtzee, but in a very thematic, enjoyable setting. It's easy to learn and it's still a blast to play because it's just so ridiculous and so silly. You're trying to you fight other people and your goal is to be the last player standing and so you're 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 punching other people with your monsters and trying to get into Tokyo and earn glory by being in Tokyo and trying to stay alive. It's a blast to play. And so it also has a it, it also has some card grafting mechanics where you can have these evolution cards that can give your monster special abilities. Maybe he gets a card called he's only getting stronger, which means that if someone's deals him a certain amount of damage, he will actually heal instead, or he'll gain energy, he'll get stronger, or maybe he'll he'll grow an extra head, so he suddenly gets to roll more dice on his turn, or whatever. So it's a very fun, thematic game that, that both non-gamers and gamers can enjoy. So that's my last game, King of Tokyo. So that's my list of my top five favorite games that both non-gamers and gamers can enjoy. Um, I'm going to try to do something a little bit like this every Friday. We'll see how that works and maybe do some other stuff during the week. So until next time, you've been listening to Elias Ganage and Geeks and Games. Thank you for listening.